The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't talk about HIV and AIDS much anymore. Do some of us think it no longer exists, that everybody is over it? That's not the case at all. And one organization that is continually reminding us of its prevalence and its disproportionality, its ongoing disproportionality amongst our people, African-American people, is the Black AIDS Institute, blackaids.org. And we're happy to have with us on Make It Plain today, not only the chair of the board for the Black AIDS Institute, but one who has founded a new initiative called Talk About It, Be About It. We're gonna hear all about it from Griselle Howard. Queen Griselle, welcome to Make It Plain. How are you? I am amazingly well and very proud to be on Make It Plain. <laughs> well, it's it's an honor to have you uh, with us and appreciate all you're doing and all the Black AIDS Institute is doing. When I heard about this initiative, I said, we've got to talk about this because uh, unfortunately, um, Madam Chair, I, I think there's some of us who think that this is no longer a thing. And that this is HIV. Yeah. And, and that's where we have an opportunity to, to talk about the fact that we must collectively, as Black people, unapologetically, come together on health advocacy. HIV is the second opportunity for us to get it right around our civil rights and advocacy. Now, tell us about, uh, talk about it, be about it. Uh, and, and when I read about what you all sent me, um, it, it, do I have this right? Black women have the, the prevalence of, of newest cases. Do I have that right? No, sir. We have a cascading order of uh, the prevalence in our community. The alarming fact is that it's young black men who have sex with men who have our highest prevalence. Young black men. Then black women, if we would allow this conversation to be exclusively about black people. I see. So it's young black men and then and then young black women. Young black men, then black women. Black women in general. Correct. And so then what we have 
after that. You see, that's the opportunity. If our young black men are dying, contracting HIV and dying, and black women are dying, what does that say? When I joined this national fight, I used to have a saying, and it was that if we don't eradicate this in our community, if we don't become virally suppressed, we will be like the Star Wars movie that had no black people in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. The Star Wars <laughs> movie, no black people in it. So tell us, what does the new initiative call for? Talk about it, be about it is this culturally appropriate any cultural anth anthropologist or or the first lady of a church will tell you black women in this country or really the continent have been the wet nurses for the planet so black women in our culture we drive the messaging we can eradicate stigma and so at talk about it be about it we are committed to educating black women in this country to know just as we advocate and get uh, President Biden in the White House, our vote counts. We must advocate everywhere we go to inform our community that HIV is prevalent in our community and it is no longer a death sentence and the biomedical advancements have gone so far, we must make them aware in our community. So we need to know you do not have to contract HIV. If you have HIV, you can live and love safely. In fact, you can even have a baby. And if you fall in love with a person who has HIV, that person can be virally suppressed and you can be protected from contracting the virus. Full stop. So is there a, a, a need to educate more in our community as to how it can be suppressed is, is that one of the issues that's correct i would say the opportunity for talk about it be about it which is a radical partnering of traditional black women's organizations non-traditional black women's organizations all committed for one purpose talking about the topic of hiv and letting people know one you can advocate two we must be informed and three we must educate testing and medication and safe practices. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder, you know, as I open this, you know, I, I know that there's some, uh, many who have, who have not had it and may not have had loved ones with HIV, seem to be the ones who it may not be on the tip of their tongue to talk about it. But but in in talking to you, I'm wondering if um, there are those um, who are in involved in relationships themselves who may think well this just isn't something i need to be worried about anymore is is i'm just curious about that is that the case reverend may i submit this to you this way today everyone in this country knows someone who has died of COVID. do we agree 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 today Everyone in this country knows someone who has died of HIV. What is the parallel? Mm -hmm. It took less than a year for everyone to know someone who died of COVID. It may have taken us, us now, us in the black community, it may have taken us three to five years for HIV to touch us close to our heart. But today we must agree we are on a parallel path. Here's the interesting thing. If mm -hmm. you have COVID, you will bring soup and leave it on the porch. You'll bring soup and tell the doorman to take it to the door. If you live in North Carolina on the South, you'll bring soup and leave it on the porch and check on me every day. If I say I have HIV, you will not let me use your bathroom. You will not let me drink from your glass. Mm. 
We do not know how we contract H, uh, how we contract COVID, but we do know how you can contract HIV. So there's no stigma in COVID, and we still have the same stigma of HIV 40 years in a virus that's only affecting us disproportionately. So I submit to you, the way we have eradicated stigma and COVID has become uh, an in endemic, HIV in our community should be something that we know we can control. It is not diabetes. So I want to be clear when people say, oh, HIV now. No, HIV is still not because the day you contract HIV, you're shackled to a medical system that has neglected you. So HIV does bring a burden. However, we have the opportunity to live, love safely. And that's our challenge in our community. There's so much stigma tied to HIV because we do know how you contract it. And because you can contract it in the act of passion, sex, or in love, or in high-risk activity, we have not decided to shed that and move directly to the fact that the medical system has created tools where we don't have to contract it, and should we have it, we can live healthy, long lives. Those of us in the sector of HIV are being challenged by new things. How do we allow persons who are 70 years old with HIV manage their diabetes and hypertension? The challenge is our community doesn't know that. Uh, I think um, you just preached the word right there, uh, uh, <laughs> Reverend Grizel. Oh, please, please. May I just be uh, a disciple of the pastors? I don't think I am qualified to be good enough to be a reverend. However, I am evangelical about health advocacy and Americans understanding that health is not an option. I was um, really moved by what you said with regards to um, how we have a certain attitude about COVID that's almost just reckless. You know, Correct, you know th there's not a lot of hard evidence that we uh, it's safe to run around without masks and act like COVID ain't here no more. Uh, but we do it, we just, we gone. And yet we still, and yet like you said, we're still afraid or have a stigma and are scared to be around people that, you know, we believe have HIV. That's, that says a lot. Absolutely. And I, I shared with you before we started, you know, I went to all girl Catholic school. So I am literally sitting on my hands as you just uh, articulate what you heard me say. And the reason I sit on my hands is because I'm like the old Jack in the box at this point. Why? This is a public health opportunity. And what is so fascinating is that in the HIV space in the black community, we vilified our sick. And in COVID, we have not advocated. We have not independently, we waited on the government and they failed us. Independently, we have not gone and educated ourselves about COVID. And what do I mean by COVID? Just pull back. SARS-CoV-2 was a virus. Every pulpit in the country should have been speaking about how viruses travel, mm -hmm. just as the ABCs. There is science here. We're not wanting in the science, so let's just go baseline. As my dad used to say, start at the threshold. Then you have a toehold, right? So the threshold, what are the ABCs of viruses? Then two, Dr. Fauci did it. 
I am across both aisles because health doesn't have politics. That's how I became a health advocate. So he delineated for the Black AIDS Institute in the first seven months of this virus, called him and said, hey, we need you to speak unapologetically Black about this COVID. He delineated in cascading order for Black people. If you have this also morbidity, this is how this virus will affect you. However, that did not spread across the medical community and healthcare institutions. So when you hear persons tell you these tragic stories, and I'm telling you tragic about the black man who went to four hospitals or the black woman who went every day and said she was sick and they sent her home or the former governor Cuomo who stood up and said they found a whole African-American family in their apartment sitting in their chairs like with the TV dinners right beside them and they didn't understand how they died. Well, it's because we failed to understand the virus. And they're not, not understanding the virus. Those messages have not gotten out. However, in HIV, we took hook, line, and sinker. It was the gay cancer. It was the gay disease. It was God punishing. It was street walkers. This is black women now. It was street walkers and IV drug users, the hoes and the sluts. Oh, and then the worst thing that ever happened was the misinformation about black men that were transmitting it to black women because they were on the down low. Really? All of that created a burning house. It, it most certainly, it most certainly did. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, and then you alluded to as well, um, the, the discrimination inherent in medical care. That has not changed either, has it? So I'm on to a different thing. I don't want us to use the word discrimination. Okay. Words have power. This is neglect. Mm. The second largest budget in America is the budget for the National Institute of Health. It is not controlled the same way as the CDC. So this is civics. Let's say this is civics uh, point 101. <laughs> and so I do challenge our communities in every aspect. What do I mean by that? CDC is controlled by the president. So the messaging that comes out of the CDC can be managed. The National Institute of Health is the greatest beacon of science. Their messaging cannot be managed by the politics. However, we all are the sum and substances of our experiences. We will know that we have turned a corner when medical schools, whether it's the great Harvard, or whether it is our schools, Howard, Mahari, Morehouse, when our institutions, which they do, teach from a general book that shows the nuances of genetics, because your eyeball and my eyeball is different from a Caucasian's eyeball. You and I need a field of vision test by the age of 30. Why? 
as we age and we may have macular degeneration, glaucoma and all these things. The eyeball is like a mountain. It has topography. But African-Americans eyeballs seem to shift in an earlier stage. That's not good or bad. That's what keeps all humans alive. We need our brown brothers. We need the indigenous people. We need white people. We need Asian people. That's what keeps the species alive. Because if it wasn't true, there'd only be one bird. There'd only be one kind of tree. So in the human species, our diversity is what lets humankind thrive. That is not disseminated at the level. That's why I challenge us with forget about for a moment the discrimination. Discrimination is almost like faith and love. The words are overused. They're so polluted and marred down in everybody's thing. Let's talk real talk, real time. Neglect. If a black man or woman goes to the doctor, they should be standing in front of what? Not just a culturally fluent individual, but an individual who also understands their makeup. Tell us how about how how the talk about it be about an initiative will actually work and, and how people can get involved. So talk about it, be about it launched on March 24th with 11 women's organizations coming together from New York all the way to Jackson, Mississippi. We launched live at the great college of Tougaloo. We launched live in Charlotte, North Carolina, virtual in New York city and virtual in Virginia. And the message is intergenerational, starting with 15-year-olds ranging to 94-year-olds. And I would be remiss if I didn't say, I remember that's 94 is the Dr. Maxine Mims, the founder of Evergreen State College. And Dr. Maxine Mims also served in the advisory for the Oprah Winfrey School for Girls. And most importantly, was a very dear friend of Maya Angelou. We call her the living muse. And that is 15 to 94, women coming together to speak openly and honestly about the paths in our life, health, behavioral health, spiritual health, and advocacy. And advocacy in the way that from where you stand, so the 15-year-olds talk about high school and how we've seen some shifts. There's a stigma in high school about sexually transmitted diseases, and young women have become much more aggressive in their selection of men. When I was in high school, you stood on the wall and waited for the guy to ask you to dance. Today, young women are far more assertive. So in that space, we have to have the appropriate messaging for them. We find out the young people will only, in some cases, get screened if they have symptoms. Well, the things we're discussing specifically around HIV will not have symptoms per se. Certainly other STIs and STDs, you know, will have symptoms. So they will go then. We have an opportunity to get out in front of that. Some people may advocate for abstinence. I'm fine with abstinence. Why? Because once you say abstinence, then we have to speak about sex. This is really about informing young persons all the way up to Big Mama now. Because, you know, Big Mama has had some interesting spikes in contracting HIV. And so Big Papa, let's keep it real. We have performance enhancing drugs today. So our super seniors are not sitting at the house watching uh, the great grands or the grandchildren. They're out still living thriving lives. And you know, I have the privilege to speak to Big Mamas who they tell me, if you had a feeling, you don't lose it. So we all keep it hope alive, huh? Here's the reality. May you do it when you want, how you want, as long as you want safely. And the only way you can do that is through information. So we've created messages that are culturally appropriate, 
age appropriate. And then at some point we all lock hands and say, hey, we're in it together. And that's the difference with our race. And that's what we talk about it, talk about it, be about it. Whether you're at the stylist and barbers and Jackson, they just convened a huge conference. And now we're saying, hey, the lady or the gentleman that's behind your hand, he said, man, I done killed it. Say, did you use protection? No glove, no love. That's They know me at the salon for that. That's what I'm saying. No <laughs> glove, no love. Now, there are people who would submit to you that uh, condoms are the least preferred way to protect yourself from HIV. I want to submit to you, it's one of the cheapest and still one of the most effective. Now, should you find yourself in a situation where you can't have what we call condom negotiation, because you may even be married, right, and you know right. he is what? Creeping, but he don't want you to use a condom. We now have other resources where you don't have to negotiate it. So talk about it, be about it. It's covering the full spectrum of lives of Black people in America, and we're informing ourselves as a membership, and then people raise their hands and they decide what they'd like to speak about. So on, on 324, we had a 16-year-old who gave us the full chronology and history of reproductive health in America. Her name is Kate, well, we call her, her name is Kara Pickett. She attends St. Andrews. She's a debate champion, and she laid it out for us. This wasn't an assignment. She brought it to us. The book was celebrating its 21st anniversary in reprint. She did a chronology of the history of reproductive health in America for Black women. And you will even see at the advent of the pill and at the advent of abortion, we always struggle. So now here we are today. And what we're saying is love everyone. Don't go to a church. If you're an attending a church and the pastor is saying homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic things in the church, you need to consider that because there's only one God and the God we serve love everybody. So you have to mind, you have to now kind of calibrate. Yeah. If you're yeah. riding in the car, it happened to me. You're riding in the car, I'm driving. Homecoming is all nice. My sorority sister go to church. And she said the most egregious thing about a same gender loving man. I almost made everybody hit their head on the dashboard in the back seat because I stopped in the middle of the street. Oh, you can't speak like that in my car. That's mm. where we have to go. Why? Black women are the moral majority. And if we're not carrying the right message that stigma is not acceptable, then who is in our race? That's why our children don't know about PrEP. That's why when you watch commercials and they're trying to sell you these anti, uh, they're trying to sell you antiretroviral drugs and they're trying to sell you prophylactic drugs. What does that mean? If you test HIV negative, you can now take a pill every day that will prevent you from contracting HIV. Most women don't even know about it. Black women are the laggers in taking PrEP. Now, everyone doesn't need PrEP. You may be divorced, a single, and not even sexually active. You don't need to run out and get PrEP, but you must speak truth to yourself. Are you engaged in high-risk activity? What is high-risk activity? Do you have multiple sex partners? Do you engage in anal intercourse? That places you at risk. Do you engage and not know the status of persons? You don't know the risk. Well, talk about it, be about it. Folks, we invite you to find out more at blackaids.org. That's the website, Black AIDS Institute, blackaids.org. Uh, these are conversations that must be had. Um, and and the, Madam Chair of the board is correct. We, we all think we're experts on COVID now. 
one way or another. <laughs> either think we either think we're experts that is over, or we think we're experts that is still out here. But this is something, and and as soon as I saw, I've always respected the Black AIDS Institute and the work that it does. And as um, Sister Howard has just said to us, I mean, it's 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 taking place intergenerationally, you know, all generations. And it's true, some some folks who are older now are doing things and and probably not protecting. Well, not probably. We know they are protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. The chair of the board of the Black AIDS Institute, Grizel Howard, has been our very special guest today. And we'll have to have you back to talk even more. Um, I, I think, I mean, and, and really what, what you've done today is kind of give people, I think, a glimpse or a primer on what they need to be thinking about. I hope this is a wake-up call to our community that this is not over the stigma still exists the numbers are still what the numbers are and we need to talk about it's what it says i I like the slogan too the name we need to talk about this y'all stop being afraid to talk i'm gonna talk about that but we talk about covid and everything else talking about ukraine now i'm sorry about what's happening in ukraine it's terrible but but think like dr wellson used to say this uh, uh uh madam chair Say you can't be more passionate about somebody else's community than you are about your own. That's what Dr. Francis Questwell and you said. I know folks don't want to hear that. I'm not saying we we can walk into we can be as concerned about the Ukraine while we are as concerned about HIV and AIDS in our community. That's we, it's, it, it's just that simple. It is. It is. It's, and it's we have an simple. opportunity. COVID has actually been good to us. COVID actually blew the rust off the old, old problem of health neglect in America. Right, right, right. We struggled so much to get people to pay attention. That's how we landed on the social determinants. And they are real. However, I submit to you before we even get to how far you drive to work and if you can have an affordable home, there are things that happen in the in vitro that are neglect. So I am just starting at the threshold. Then we will link to the social determinants. And so that is where we are. And COVID has given us an opportunity to have this conversation. Let's have the conversation of the parallel of COVID and HIV. Because when I'm speaking all the time, I tell people COVID is actually HIV for the planet. COVID is sure turning out to be the great-grandmother HIV. Mm. It's mm. an mRNA virus. What does that mean? It is the super mutating RNA virus. What is DNA versus RNA? Well, DNA is stable. That's how we can go get the shot for the mumps. That's how we can get the chicken pox. It never changes, so they can give you that shot, and you're good. They can't give you a flu shot. They make a new one every year. Why? Because the virus mutates. So when you hear all these conversations, we don't have an HIV vaccine. So how can you have a vaccine for COVID? Mm, Again. Now we're inoculated. Don't get me wrong. We're inoculated. Right, right, right. It will reduce and it will change symptoms. Right. Do not get me wrong. However, we must stay hydrated. 
black persons, we must stay in vitamin D. We need triple the amount of vitamin D any doctors prescribe it. Well, well, that's a powerful message. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Talk about it. Be about it. That's what we must do. BlackAids.org, the chair of the board, the founder of the campaign, Talk About It, Be About It, and the chair of the board of the Black AIDS Institute, Grizel Howard. Such an honor to speak with you. Thank you for those words. Thank you for that, that sermon. Uh, we, I we, say, let the word let the word go forth. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> so right. much. I really appreciate your work. Don't get tired. We need you. It's so relevant. Thank you. And same to you. We all need each other. We all need to stay in the fight. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.